in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the all-around home improvement hour. We are back. We're live. The original hosts of the show. And this is Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. We have one hour packed full of interesting home-related topics. And guess what? You can participate. Let's get it on. Get it doing something on. Yes. Word scrambling. Things and stuff. And yes. Welcome, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. I'm Charles Thayer. Always very honored to be your host. I am the home improvement slayer. Sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. Because you can slay home improvement projects in a bad way. You could also slay yourself doing a home improvement project. That's right. Not recommended. No, not at all. Safety and first. The voice that you just heard, the lovely, beautiful voice, is... Oh. An extremely Polish man, the Polish powerhouse. Oh, is this dark? Is this your uncle? I like it. No, that doesn't, my uncle doesn't sound like that. All right. It'd probably be a little more in the polka department. Polka? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll, we'll jam that up next time. Uh, Nick, glad to be back on the show. And why don't we go ahead and bring on our, our partners and, get, and guests for the week. We have... Uh, Robin Johnson with High Road Heating and Cooling, the super hot Robin Johnson, because, you know, we need her to warm up our lives. It's Gosh, just it's a spring that doesn't seem to arrive. Robin, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. always fun. We my furnace you. has been billing me overtime. Has it really? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not happy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yep. I know. And we also have Mitch Turgeon, our good friend and preferred partner, longtime preferred partner, Mitch Turgeon, with ABC Supply. And when he started with us, it was... Uh, a company called Narandex. You, you miss Narandex at all, Mitch? No. no. Life is good now. <laughs> okay, good. Life is better. ABC. So take, many products. Take, yeah. okay. Confident. A confident no. Well, that's that's great. And uh, how's your extended winter going so far, Mitch? Well, um, I'm excited that it's extended because uh, the family and I leave for Florida uh, in a few days. So nice. Rather than being gone during the spring, we're gone during the extended winter time. So oh, good for you! <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> be We're not jealous at all. Balmy 85 and partly cloudy. Yes. You know, a, a little jealous. I, I can't lie, but at the same time, uh, the Polish powerhouse and I just got back from a trip to Henderson, Nevada. Uh, yes. Flew into Vegas, stayed uh, in Vegas on the strip at Harris, uh, and then traveled every single day to get some golf in. So we had we played. Six rounds? Six rounds, and I mean, it was over four days, but it was an afternoon, and then two rounds, two rounds, and a morning round. So it was like three days of pure golf. Golf central. Heavenly. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Not so much. No. I mean, a little bit sore, but... Well, the average weather uh, temperature was like 78, 80 degrees, um, very dry uh, heat. It was fantastic. Good food. We ate at... A restaurant called uh, Rams and Gordy's. Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay. <laughs> yes, there it he'd is. be yelling at you right now. <laughs> he would his name up. Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse, 
and uh, there was nobody yelling at anybody, but really busy. Just as many people working there as people eating. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I mean, there was like, I couldn't believe it. It seemed like everyone had someone assigned to them, and they're just running all over the place. The profit margins must be good. Oh, yeah. It was a, the steak had a couple dollars added to it, I think. I'm yeah. Sure. It was, was it good? It was amazing. Okay. Yep. It, it's worth it, it, right? great. it was, but if you haven't eaten at too many gourmet restaurants, and I guess it must have been a while for me, but um, you know you know what you're ordering and you know how hungry you are because you were built up all day and it was 9 p.m. before we were having dinner. Oh so gosh. you played two rounds of golf, very slim lunches, and then here comes dinner and you're thinking you're <laughs> going to get like just this big whopping meal, and here comes this steak. <laughs> it's a big as a bird. Huge plate, and then you have like an eight-ounce steak with yeah. just nothing else on nothing. it. Nothing. A couple, you know, uh, decorations on the side, yep. and I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, maybe maybe not tomorrow night. Maybe tomorrow night we'll go to something. It was good, though. It was filling. I mean, by the time you... Just, By the time you ordered was five entrees, yeah. <laughs> then it was then it was filling. A very confusing menu. It was just in general uh, confusing experience, but I can't say enough about the food. I enjoyed it. No, nope. would you go back? I would. Okay. Yep. If I had the money to. <laughs> really awesome. I, I mean, Vegas has changed a little bit. Uh, the the strip is more of, in my opinion, like a tourist attraction. They kind of barricade the sidewalks and. They know there's just going to be tons of people walking back and forth on the strip. Where, it was busy. You know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, uh, the strip was more like a normal main street in town, and people crossing at, at random areas and a lot less busy. But now enhanced security, of course, because of things that have happened. And, sure. um, you know, but man. And, and then what I thought was the funniest was, these people walking at like four, five, six in the morning. Oh, yeah. The zombies, we call them, right? Yeah, every day, every morning on the way to the golf course, you saw something unique. That was for sure. You know, people that were still awake from the night before doing yeah. doing the whole, the full Vegas experience. Sure. We weren't there for the full Vegas experience. We were strictly golf and serious business. A couple of them were definitely out there just mething around. Because you know <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. there are some people where you're like, yeah, wow. you got something going on. You're definitely on something yeah. and not alcohol. Yeah. A few people talking to themselves. Yeah. Stum- yeah. Stum- stumbling yeah. around. Dang it, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but great time and uh, gotta give it to those people that take care of that mountain course. What, what It must be a task as dry as it is out there, but you know, you picture just rough mountains and desert and then lush green fairways and greens and as a golfer you know we it's not just the game you appreciate but it's the scenery and right. ev- everything else uh that that you appreciate and so fun for that but now we're back to this the arctic the tundra it looks yeah, nice right and now i mean i got to imagine robin this is this is keeping the phone ring. It has to. Yeah, has to April's usually really dead. It's not dead right now. No, we're a heating contractor. Right, and right. and so I imagine uh, people heating going out on them. Ra- random mm-hmm. issues. The furnace is saying, you know what? I'm taking a vacation. I've had enough. It's yeah. still <laughs> single digit lows here. I mean, I don't know what it got to last night, but it was I think single di- single digit. So well, with that wind chill, it was yeah. cold. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect, folks. This is the all around home improvement hour, and every single week we talk all things home. Improvement related right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM eleven thirty for the extent of the hour, and you can also call in and participate with us. There's a few different ways to participate. 
A, call in 800-854-1978. Again, 800-854-1978. Any home improvement related topic or maybe a story you want to share with us. You can also email us home improvement hour. That's all spelled out. Home improvement hour at allaround.com. Email your questions, thoughts, concerns, complaints about the Polish powerhouse. We take them all right there. And then also you can find on the website at allaround.com a full list of all of our partners and trusted affiliates and information about the guests that come on the show. These are not only people that we do radio with, but we work with day in and day out at our general contracting operation right here in Golden Valley. Uh, that is our true daytime job. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get paid for radio, but uh, <laughs> we're working on that. Uh, but in all seriousness, we it's a are a 20-year plan, right? It is. It is. You know, uh, a marathon, not a sprint, right? As we like to say it all around. Um, but if you are interested in any exterior project at all, or any of the topics uh, that we talk about on the show, the trades from heating and or electricity or exterior products. Go to allaround.com, submit an inquiry, email us, call us, however you would like to participate. This week's show is going to be primarily about all of the unfinished storm damage that's left in the northern metro. Uh, Last year, we had a storm event that, you know, we may not see a storm come through like that um, for another 10 years. Yeah, it's one of a decade, they say, right? Yeah, something like that. And I'm sure a lot of people would be very happy if if another storm like that doesn't come around. To be honest with you, there's more than enough work, uh, so... uh, a lot of people may think, oh, well, you guys as an exterior contractor, you're just praying for the hail and praying for the storms. Well, to be honest with you, uh, we don't hang our hat on the weather. We do exterior remodeling primarily, first and foremost, the trade and the craft of improving somebody's exterior, making it look great and perform for many years down the road. When the storms happen, we also know the insurance business very well, some do's and don'ts, and those are some of the things that we're going to talk about on the show it's obviously good business for us to pick up when it comes through but it isn't what we hang our hat on so uh, we are up against the first break when we come back we'll dive into the topic with our guest right here on the all-around home improvement hour jocking the freaks clocking the dough went to the park to get the scoop knuckleheads out there cold shooting some hoops Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour, and we are back for our second segment of the week. Uh, It is April 7th, and I just want to remind you, you're totally welcome to call in any home improvement-related topic. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe your furnace is on the fritz, or you're not looking to what might happen when you turn on your air conditioner this year. We do have Robin Johnson. Yes. The super hot HVAC (laughs) contractor that is keeping us warm in the studio right now because... Yeah, I mean, not not very spring-like outside right now. Uh, topic of the week, and we have Mitch in studio with uh, the Polish Powerhouse and I, Mitch from ABC. But the topic of the week is leftover storm damage. The first thing that I want to bring up, and I brought this up on the, the real estate show, you guys, is bad information to, to start with, right? So June 11th last year, we had the big hailstorm, and lots of people... Um, Right away, they knew they had damage. It was very obvious. Oh, I have my siding looks like Swiss cheese, and my, you know, there's stuff all over my yard, shingles and debris. And okay, so for those people, hopefully they got with a good local contractor and they're on their road to a nice restoration. There's a lot of people just in the bordering towns and the outskirts that yeah. don't, don't know. Um, did my roof get hit? Do what? What are the signs to look for? Is my air conditioner bashed in? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what the signs are to look for. So. 
they they take people up on these courtesy inspections, right? You keep people canvassing these neighborhoods and doing courtesy inspections. And the recommendations that come out of these courtesy inspections, some are good and some just are flat out bad recommendations. Uh, the one that we run into a lot from time to time is the recommendation that there is significant storm damage. Significant storm damage. Guaranteed to get you a new roof. Yep, we're going to get you a new roof, which, by the way, they shouldn't be saying that. You know, they're not the ones that get you anything. Your damage is what, and your insurance policy. But anyhow, what I'm getting at is the first thing you should be empowered with is the information to know whether you do have actual damage to your home. So wanted to bring up some of the exterior items that we can look at as a homeowner ourselves to know, is it even worth having an inspection done? Because some of this stuff we can look at ourselves. So let's let, we can go around the, the room and, and talk about some of those items. The first thing that I look for is any downspouts, oh, yep. yeah, aluminum, soft aluminum. You're going to see it. Yep. If you're not seeing it, I mean, now you have to look on the side that the storm came from. Right. So, so know what direction the hail was coming from and whatnot. But if you have soft metal aluminum uh, on that side, which downspouts and gutter downspouts, that's that's definitely an area that I that I would check first. Yeah, I would say uh, spatter on anything that's painted. Sometimes even landscaping, like hostas, they get shredded. Uh, those are things that can kind of tell you indications that there was hail there, and sometimes the size of it too. So as you work your way around the house, I think those are good things to look for. Robin, the air conditioner is always a big one. Yes. Oh, sure. If it's got lots of dents in it or twigs sticking out of it. So what are those things on the outside? I mean, obviously, I know what they are, but if you could explain to our listeners, what is it on the outside of an air conditioner that is vulnerable to? Just the coil. Okay. The um, coil itself. It looks like radiator fins. Yeah, it's just radiator fins, and they're easily damaged. Mm -hmm. So if hail comes and hits it, pea-sized hail can do a lot of damage to large golf ball-sized hail can really do a ton of damage. But it could be only on one of the sides, Mm -hmm. the four sides of the condensing unit or your air conditioner. So that can be combed out, or sometimes it can't. So that's an area to also consider. Yeah, and... So I guess what I'm bringing up, bitch, is is those are the places that we start is on the ground, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I know I have it on my gutters. I know I have some on, the, you know, really easily dented. I mean, and those air conditioning, uh, the fins, the coil fins, those are so uh, delicate. Or I, I don't know what the yeah, they're really soft. They're fragile. You yeah, can push soft. them in if you if you push too hard with you your want finger. To? Sure. So if if you can imagine what a, a hailstone would do to that. So if you get past the first test, then it's a matter of do you want to climb on your roof or not. So and most a lot of people don't want to get on the roof, and I don't I don't blame them. No, but if you do get up on your roof, I know one spot that uh, when this hailstorm came through in my house in Shoreview, I thought was right in the center of that swath in the affected area. I got up on my roof, not afraid to, and I went and I looked at my furnace cap. Mm-hmm. It's yep. a real soft uh, uh, piece of of aluminum sitting on top of the furnace uh, flue there, and I didn't have any damage to my furnace cap. Nor did I on my uh, uh my seven fifties, my slant backs, my ventilation products on my on my roof and basically came to the conclusion I probably don't have any hail damage at that point. Right. Those because, are pretty good indicators. Right. I mean if we if you think about it just with in common sense terms, the shingles are gonna be a certain density or or hard. Yep. And your soft aluminum is just that. It's it's soft, so it's more susceptible. And that is the same process that an insurance adjuster uses to start their inspection. They're gathering evidence. They want to know, first and foremost, you had the hail event. 
once they know, okay, yep, these soft metals, then they do a thorough inspection of the shingles. But so, uh, kind of to wrap up the 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 gist of this here is that we had some customers make claims last year over this storm, thinking they might get a new roof and a new or new siding. They weren't our customers at first. They were given this recommendation by other companies, and they ended up getting an inspection done by the adjuster. The adjuster says no to the storm damage. No, I'm sorry, you don't have any storm damage here. There's no coverage. But we do notice that your roof seems to be 25 or more years old, and now we're going to require you to replace your roof if you want to keep this insurance. Yep. So, really? yes, yes, it has happened a number of times, and that's just one scenario. There's scenarios where they buy half a roof, the other half has to be bought by the homeowner. There's scenarios where they, the homeowner doesn't even have coverage for what it is they're making a claim on, but that particular one stuck out to me the most. You Here you are filing a claim thinking, you know, I have storm damage. I had this guy knock on my door and my neighbor's getting a roof and this other person's getting, I know I'm going to get a roof. And instead you get a letter saying, I'm sorry, you're not getting a new roof. What yep. you are getting 90 is, days. is 90 days to replace your roof because it's over the life expectancy that that roof is supposed to last. Um, true story really happening. I, I wouldn't say it's a very common story, but it happens out there. And so I guess the moral of the story is know what you're doing before you do it, right? Be empowered with that information. Sure. Get, get a good recommendation and know who you're working with on something like that. I, I think photos help a lot. I mean, there's you hear of companies that say, well, they had me sign up or the guy did it. Well, what did he show? Well, he didn't show me anything. So you just take some stranger's word for it. I mean, why not have a video? Take a video. Take photos. Uh, our guys carry iPads, so they'll have photos or a video. We can show you. Hey, this is your roof. Here's the things that we saw when we did our inspection. Chances are they're going to point something out that you didn't notice. Right. And if you're just looking at photos of shingles, but there's nothing in the photo to support that. I don't have brown shingles. Yeah, I have those black are, shingles. To support oh, that, that those are your <laughs> shingles. Someone else's right? house. Uh, let's just put it this way, okay? The, the, there's guys out there that are very crafty. They want to absolutely have you make a claim. They don't care what the outcome of the claim is unless it turns out to be commission and money for them, a project yep. for them to do. Um, and so just know what you're claiming before you claim it. We're certainly there to help uh, if you have... So, so moral of the story is this. You, June 11th is a very, very important day. If you haven't made a claim and don't know whether you have storm damage, get an inspection from a local contractor you trust. All around could be one of those contractors, okay? Second of all, if you've already made a claim and you're working with a contractor and you haven't had the work completed by June 11th, make sure that you're contacting your insurance company and saying, I'm working on it. We have a contract. Things yep. are in place. We're just not done yet. I need an extension. Or if you have a contractor that really only wanted to do your roof and your siding feels like it's on the back burner and never it's going to happen, um, we'd, we'd welcome someone like that too. Sure, yeah, because a lot of times they tell you they're going to do everything and they only really want the low-hanging fruit, which is the roof. Robin, let me ask you, with some of these uh, insurance claims out of the, the big storm that we had, mm -hmm. I imagine uh, there were some, some air conditioners that just didn't make it through uh, and you ended up having to replace some. Correct. And what, what's the criteria for that? Well, a lot of times the insurance company dictates to us what we're going to do. We usually first start off, they want us to comb out the condensing unit, and if we can, we will. Um, but with a lot of that storm damage, it was pretty significant, so we would have to replace the whole air conditioner. So however your insurance company works, some covered just the outdoor unit, some covered the entire system, meaning a new line set, evaporator coil on the inside, everything. 
Is there like, I mean, and I honestly don't know, like readings and stuff you can get to see like, hey, well, this has affected the performance because it's not putting out this much? Is that well, even a lot like a of thing? It, there's not readings, but there's articles. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Not, not readings, <laughs> like something you would hook up to, because you see them. Oh, like, readers, I'm sorry. I up yeah, to the yeah, AC readers. machine to know, like, okay, yep, the Freon is flowing or whatever at certain Pounds per well, inch. We I don't know how it right. works. I have the no idea words, about words. air conditioning. But I, well, I, I guess, guess what it's a little saying. more technical. Yeah. Than, you know um, where I'm at versus our techs. But um, if we can't comb the outdoor unit safely, then we have to replace the sure. coil. Okay. Or we replace the entire condensing unit, which then means a new system. Okay. So there's three options: combing it, replacing the evaporator, the, not the evaporator coil, the outside coil, or replacing the whole unit. Sometimes we can't get the outside coil, so then you negotiate with your insurance company to get a whole new unit. Sure. So, Robin, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I've I been asked this question and I've had the question my, uh, myself many times. When you're replacing an air conditioner or a furnace, mm-hmm. do you then have to replace the other? Never. Never. You don't have to replace them both at the same so time. So there's never a circumstance. That is crazy because I you know there's... what, the furnace well? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say never. It's... Depending on what you want. Sure. So if you want really high efficient, okay. then yes, you have to replace the furnace and the air conditioner usually at okay. the same time. But you're not obligated. If you just want a standard air conditioner outside, because we don't have a lot of time for cooling needs, so mm-hmm. you could get a basic one, then you can just put that in. The thermostat's what controls the furnace and the air conditioner, and it doesn't know what brands on the outside of the house or the inside. You know, I think that's really good, honest information because, unfortunately, I think there are a lot of contractors out there that push the fact that, well, we really now need to look at this other right. unit. Uh, you know, and and there was talk at one point. I don't know whatever happened to it, but of the requirement to go high efficiency is that still um, in? You know, anything about that? Where they were? I thought at one point people were going to have to be required to go. High efficiency on their furnace. Correct. And then they still will come. And they axed that shortly after, right? Correct. But it's coming. It is coming. So um, they want us to move people to high efficient furnaces. Like 90% or more? 90 plus. Yes. Get away from the 80% efficient furnace. But the problem is a lot of Minneapolis, our surrounding areas, have townhouses mm-hmm. and we have no way to get the PVC venting outside mm. of that townhouse, especially if you're in a middle unit without. Major remodeling. Yeah, no kidding. So, That's true. Yep. So, so you mean point, people don't like pipes going right through their living room floor? It could be a logistical no, nightmare. Or across the <laughs> ceiling and out the front of the garage. We can't do that right. either. So um, it's quite interesting and very complicated. So it would be great if we could have everybody in a 90-plus efficient yeah. furnace, but it's not going to work that I way. I think that was an example of um, government maybe acting too fast without knowing what the ramifications Correct. are. Right. Oh, yeah, about that one. Looks really good on paper. <laughs> well, see, because they did it in the south with air conditioning. Okay. So they have very high efficiencies that they start off with in the southern states. Mm-hmm. So they thought, oh, this is a great idea. Let's do it with our furnaces in the northern states. But they didn't realize, I don't think, what's really involved. Yeah, we're different mm-hmm. up here up north. Yeah, you We're know. special. You are, betcha. We are. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we are up against the halfway break uh, get ready for your fox news update right after this yeah here we go a little incubus to get us started on the second half of the show this is the all-around home improvement hour and the polish powerhouse and i are back in the hosting chair hey shout out to uh mike hillborn with roof to deck he sat in for us last week hosted the show along with craig nelson and 
Brad Presley. I saw the ratings. Did they go? Impressive. Right. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. We might get called in. They did a vote, and 73% uh, requested Mike over Charles there. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. But the Polish powerhouse stays. I, I got it. I see what's happening here. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you don't, you don't want to see the numbers for me. Just take my ball uh, and go. go it wasn't home. good. Um, so before the break, we're, again, hanging out with Mitch Turgeon from ABC Supply and Robin Johnson with High Road Heating and Cooling. And uh, our main topic was air conditioners affected uh, by the storms. And if the fins couldn't be combed out, then a lot of times we have to um, supplement the claim and let the insurance company know that, that you probably should have a replacement air conditioner. But if you weren't one of the unfortunate or fortunate, depending on how you look at it, people that's homes were impacted by the hailstorm last year on June 11th, and you still have concerns about your air conditioner, again, every year, I have an older system, so luckily High Road takes care of it, so it, it works really well. But every year when I go to turn on my air conditioner, I just wonder. You know, you kind of see the lights flicker, you kind of, things start to move. It's and the same like, thing like lawnmower or snowblower, right? <laughs> just, you don't use it that often, so after it sits for a while, you're... That first time is like, come on, baby. Yeah, that's please. right. That's please. Dude, please you're supposed send to do some cold air. And you always, you always try when your house has gotten up to like 76, 78 degrees, and it's like just going to get warmer that day. That's it's going to get warm here eventually. That's one thing I do know for sure that will happen. Mark my words, April 8th or 7th, whatever it is. Oh. It's going to warm up. Okay, nice. You're going to need air conditioning this year. So you're saying point. it's going to happen April 8th? No. Okay, you're saying it's going to happen... And you're saying that on April 8th. Yes, but it's going to happen soon. Didn't you look at the 30-day outlook? Yeah, I think May 4th we crack 70. Because he's the kind of guy that looks at the 30-day outlook, I right? do, too. I'm oh, weird. you do? I'm super weird. <laughs> My <laughs> business is weather. Because <laughs> you know the accuracy level. We were just talking about <laughs> yeah. uh, But if you're thinking, I mean, and, and that's a concern for a lot of us, Robin. We go to turn on that AC. Is it going to keep us uh, comfortable, cool, and dry? Right. Mm-hmm. Or is it not? What's your message to those that, that may have that concern? Well, the, as soon as we get to 5560, turn it on to see if it's working. Um, or if you know that last year you it quit, it's time now to replace it. Don't wait until it's the heat of the summer because price increases are coming. We are, we're hearing about all these tariffs. A lot of our equipment is involved in those tariffs. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the price is only going to go up, and we're hearing that from our manufacturers. So if you need or are in need of an air conditioner or you've been thinking about it, um, let's talk because now's the time to do it. No, that's smart information right there because I think too many of us look at uh, you know things once it, once it's an issue, you know, out of sight, out of mind, and right there. Um, I know one thing that happens to me when I turn on my air conditioner every single year, my neighbor's lights flicker. <laughs> oh, no kidding? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know what kind of air conditioner you're running, but when that thing kicks on, man, I got issues going on. Well, you on should know. Here. You're paying for it. It's all hooked up to your house. Yeah. That's more electric, not so much me. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. All right. But, yeah, I didn't think you could do anything about that. Well, Robin, why don't you throw it out there? How can people get involved with the uh, awesome HVAC contractor, High Road Heating and Cooling. You can contact us at 763-477-3331. That number again is 763-477-3331 or highroadheating.com. And it's H-I-G-H, roadheating.com. I had one question. Uh, say someone is looking to do the AC unit and, and maybe the furnace is kind of in between. Mm-hmm. 
is there like combo deals? If you you guys talked earlier about hey, yeah. you don't have to do them both at the same time, but let's say you wanted to because you knew the AC was shot and the furnace is not far behind. Mm-hmm. Maybe it makes sense to do them. Someone could expect to save a little bit of money if they did them at the same time. They'll save on installation, of course, um, because putting setting the furnace in place and putting the evaporator coil in or just putting the evaporator coil in, those are things that can be combined together. Okay. But also when you put the furnace and air conditioner together, it raises the efficiency usually of the air conditioner, mm-hmm. meaning you get a bigger utility rebate. Sure. Nice. So that's where you can save some additional money too. So there's a, there's mm-hmm. definitely advantages to doing them at the same time if that's what you're right. in the market for. And we can give you both options. Yeah, well, like to give you as much information that's as what I love. good to know. Every time yeah. you guys have worked on my stuff, you didn't just assume that I wanted replacement right. or new or uh, you know the most expensive package or whatnot. You gave me the options and, and uh, empowered me to so that I could know what what to choose. So that's right. great. No, so. We're a repair first, replace second. We big on options. That's we good. don't know what your budget is, so yeah. we're just there to help. Because you tell the truth. Yes, we and do. The best thing you can do is give wins. the information, right? And let yeah. someone make the decision for themselves. Correct. Right. Thank awesome. You. Well, I tell you what, this is the All Around Home Improvement Hour, and uh, we're halfway into the uh, third segment or whatnot. I don't even know why I'm saying that. But yeah. You know what? Let's turn the topic to our partner, Mitch Turgeon with ABC Supply, and I think a great way to bring you in is to talk about those, some people would call them those terrible tariffs, or things that are going to affect our industry uh, in general, and all you really do hear about is the price increases, and how things are, everything's going to cost so much, and it's going to be a trade war, and what, is there anything coming down? Well, we were at a regional sales meeting, what was that, probably two weeks ago, and uh, it was over... Uh, whatever, we woke up one day, kicked the meeting off that morning. It was just announced that day that the tariffs are going in place, 25% in steel, 10% in aluminum. Um, so, you know, the, rea- the reality of these tariffs, um, it is going to affect most every industry. And, you know, China, I doing a little reading, I found out myself that, you know, we only get 2% of our steel from China, but 10% of our imported steel, uh, no, excuse me, 75% of our imported steel comes from 10 countries, and all of those 10 countries are affected by these tariffs. Sure. Right. That uh, stuff might flow through that China Sea where they're, you know, be. checking everything in there. But also what that's going to... I don't know. What it's going to do, though, it's going to cause people to start, you know, buying more American steel, which is great, mm-hmm. yep. but also puts pressures on those mills. So our American steel mills have to ramp up. They have to open a new mill. They have to get more people in there, and there's cost to doing that. So ultimately, this whole change in business is going to cost money somewhere at some point. So we are seeing increases uh, coming down through the pipeline, and um, some have taken effect already this year, and there might be more coming later this year. If there's anything you can feel good about paying more for, though, right, is actually buying something American-made that's created more jobs, more revenue that's kept within the country, although it always sucks to pay more. At least you got that, right? I mean, you... Do you remember when those Made in America shirts were being sold and they were actually made in China? No, yes. <laughs> no that's yes, terrible. Yeah. And the American flag company that, that was uh, told they couldn't sell any more flags because they weren't made. Oh, my <laughs> Ah, the things people do. That's I not think, cool. You know, <laughs> made in America. No, but oh, well, I just brought it up, I, and I didn't want to get into the politics of the whole thing, but... Eventually, it should help our economy. It's just right. probably going to burn a lot of gas getting it going. Oh yeah. my gosh! All of a sudden, we have orders. You know, let's great. Let's fill these orders. 
Well, we don't have the capacity to handle these yeah. murders, but eventually they will. And so, you know, all things even out. I think you go because so many people ask, "What's that? How's that going to affect me with my project? And how's that going to affect you know, like my overall investment and my return on investment?" And if you're doing something for your home, if you're improving your home and you have no plans on leaving, do it because you love your home. Mm-hmm. Do it for the comfort that you get. The good feeling that you get when you come home and it, whatever that improvement is, whatever it's doing for you, do it for that. Right. The On the back end of it, sure, there there's going to be some return on investment, but it, in my opinion, it should never be your primary uh, decision maker. Well, sure. And, and this is something, too, that I heard recently is, you know, what are the things that, that, that you put your most value on in life? Like a lot of people are going to say they're family, right? My husband, my, my wife, my kids. Matthew's bow. Your Matthew's bowl, your possessions, <laughs> exactly. All these items, where are they? In your home, right? You know, and what protects your house? Your roofing and windows and siding, exactly. Exterior cladding, yeah. That's Especially your roof. You know, your roof is so important. It is obviously it keeps all the rain and weather and keeps your house dry. And right. all your your most prized possessions are inside. You know, Mitch, I think you're doing something to the listeners. You're inspiring people. The lines are blowing up right now. Whoop, whoop. So we'll, we'll see who's on uh, on cue here in just a second, and then we'll get to them. And then after the break, also, we're going to get a real estate update from our good friend Ryan O'Neill with the Minnesota Real Estate Team. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. This is the all-around home improvement hour every Saturday from noon to one. And now it's time for us to get updated on the local real estate market. Our good good friend Ryan O'Neill is on the line right now. Ryan, how the heck are you doing? Hey, thanks for the time. Great show, as always. I'm a licensed agent and broker with REMAX Advantage Plus. Just a real quick update for people thinking of buying or selling especially in the Twin Cities market right now. More than ever, um, it's important, as kind of as a public service announcement, to list your home, list your property for sale on the MLS. A lot of sellers are doing what's called a coming soon or listing the property off-market, uh, et cetera. But really what's best for you as the seller is to list it on the open market and let all of our friends from all the various real estate companies, all the various real estate agents, show their buyers your property. What that means is more demand, more exposure, and a higher price for you as the seller. So more than ever, don't forget that. Um, and if if um, if you, certainly we would love the opportunity to work with anyone, um, we're a team all around the Twin Cities. But just wanted to. Sh- uh, Kind of put that out there today, guys, as sort of a public service announcement in this hot market. It's important to still list your house, your property for sale on the MLS. Just kind of makes sense, Ryan. So, no, we, appre- does. we appreciate does. that. Uh, any big plans for the weekend? Nothing much, guys. Nothing much. Um, just enjoying your show as always, and I appreciate the time. Well, what what and- else can you share with us? tell me more tell me more (laughs) all right but hey thanks for calling in we appreciate it have a great weekend ryan yeah you guys too thanks ryan all right awesome 
No, that is that is good info. They, a lot of people try to DIY the whole property sale thing. And it's like Crazy market out there, man. Kind of it's stepping nuts. Stepping on your own toes yeah. a little bit. Um, before the break, we're hanging out in studio with Robin Johnson of High Road Heating and Cooling and Mitch Turgeon with ABC Supply, a very important partner for us. Um, so before the break, we're talking about how these materials are going to be affected by uh, – sort of uh, some of the laws being passed or the tariffs, or I'm not exactly sure what the process is for putting those things in place, but we're having a little bit of uh, some trade issues with some of the other, other countries, and we're imposing some, some fees and whatnot. Um, it is going to affect materials, material prices you're going to see in, the, what, the next upcoming months. What are we looking at here, Mitch? Well, we've the, the announcement in relation to the tariffs, the price announcement, has, was announced but uh, there's a lot that needs to happen before that actually the, the actual price rolls out. I mean, a price increase was announced. Um, the reality of it, we don't know yet. Because when you look at these materials, right, so say your aluminum soffit and fascia, mm-hmm. you know, the cost of that raw aluminum is only a portion of the cost of that product before it hits your door. Okay. Right? There's people involved, and that's a cost of labor to make that happen, the paint, the forming, the trucking, um, the wholesaling of it, et cetera. So if only 10% of the raw... Raw aluminum cost moves. It's not going to have a ten percent effect on the on the product by the time it hits your door. So we we got to see how it all you know. So it's not the end of the world if you have a exterior project coming up and you're you're planning on buying steel or aluminum. Yeah, it's not going to be double. No, it's not going to be be. triple. Yes, (laughs) quadruple. Right, absolutely. The raw material went up. Right. You know, not not all of everything that goes into getting that material yeah. out into your hands. Um, and and while we have you on, Mitch, let me ask you this: this June 11th event last year, so the storm uh, hit so many. I mean, there's an estimated at 150,000 insurance claims that'll be made based on storm damage. How has that affected ABC and the ability to supply? your contractors, and eventually their homeowners. Yeah, sure. So last year when the storm hit, you know, we were put in a predicament of, you know, how how are we going to react to this? And you can't react too fast because you don't know the reality of the situation sure. until the reality of the situation happens. You know, what is the demand? You know, uh, are our customers going to build one extra roof a week or are they going to build one extra roof a day? You know, are they going to double in size or triple in size? So we had to kind of wait and see how things happened. But with the unemployment as low as it is, it became very hard to find people to drive our trucks, to work in our warehouse, to fill the orders, etc. And now this time of the year, we know how much we know what it was like last year. Mm-hmm. And we know there's a fair bit of work left to do this year. So we're able to be a little more proactive, mm-hmm. get some extra trucks in, uh, you know, stay ahead of the curve when it comes to hiring and buy more material and be prepared to service and get product out there. We're typically able to deliver within a day, maybe two at most. So it's we're not talking long. I agree. I want to speak on the delivery part of it. Uh, firsthand experience dealing with ABCs, the Roseville uh, branch especially we deal with, but all of them uh, for that matter, compared to some other suppliers. Don't need to name names, but um, oh, cert- you know, certain companies yeah. were, hey, we do the... You have to get the siding from them because that's they that they're the only one that has that product, and we can call for something on a Monday, and they might not be able to deliver until like the following Tuesday, where then we usually end up okay routed, figure out how we can pick up the material ourselves. Can very much acknowledge that I could call on a Monday. Chances are I can get my material sometime on Wednesday. Didn't that just happen? There was something that was missing it's, from an order. It's been happening. It was like not available anywhere in the state or the country, and then it ended up. At our job site at 2 p.m. 
Oh, yeah, that was some... Uh, I might have exaggerated a little bit on the story, uh, but how did that happen? I mean, a real-life story just happened the other day. It was some LP smart side primed stucco panels. We okay. needed eight of them. Very particular For a job in material. Columbus, yep. yeah. Yep, and they found them the same day. I don't know where or what, but someone had them somewhere, and we got them. Yeah. That's awesome. Making it happen. That no. doesn't happen. Usually it's uh, the other way around, especially with a specialty product that can be tough, you know, where you got lead times and got to wait week to two weeks for someone to get the product in. Mitch, any other updates? I noticed you, you brought some notes. Anything else you wanted to make sure to say? Well, you're talking about this June 11th scenario, mm-hmm. you know, what that looks like out there for the for the radio listeners. And, and I, I heard a story uh, uh, not too long ago, earlier this spring, about a homeowner that had a policy um, looking to get their, their roof redone. And their policy read 120-day policy. They had to have the work done by within 120 days. That's tough. Right. That's a tough one. There's not many policies out there. I'll imagine that would have that kind of timeline. Um, well, but, yeah, what if the storm hits in, in November? Failure. What yeah. if the storm hits in October? Yeah. You just don't, you know. Well, people don't understand a June 11th is kind of a late storm, too, for this the short season we have. So what happened, Mitch? So basically what happened was um, they're kind of SOL. At that point, the, the insurance company says that uh, per our policy, we don't have to pay on this claim. Now, in the state of Minnesota, the state of Minnesota is unique, and the state of Minnesota has... Uh, I don't know if you call it a law, but in the state of Minnesota, you have two years. Right. But what that means doesn't necessarily mean a blanket statement that no matter what your policy reads, the state of Minnesota trumps that policy. What that means is that starts potential litigation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of policies here in the state of Minnesota, like you said earlier, are going to be a 12-month. So you're going to have 12 months from the date uh, of uh, loss. loss. Yep. So from June 11th, mm-hmm. so you got till this June 11th to get that work done, unless you ask for an extension or you know have communicated such mm-hmm. with your insurance company. If you haven't done that, or if you haven't noticed damage, and you might be in a pickle now. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get these repairs done to your roof, if you have these repairs, what does that mean for your roof? What does that mean for your property? means you potentially have accelerated deterioration of your roof. Yeah, right. your roof may have gone, and there's a lot of brand new roofs that were shattered. Yeah, uh, crushed. The, you, your roof may have gone from 5 years old to 25 years old overnight, or, or after, exactly. or over the storm. So, well, well what, is, you know, what is the most important piece, or what's the most important part of your shingle? It's the asphalt. Yep. The oh, asphalt. Right. I was going to say. I didn't know if you wanted us to answer either. Like, <laughs> the sure well, nail nailing strip. Should I say asphalt? Fiberglass matting. I don't know. There's like 50 different answers. Yeah, well, the asphalt but, is the is the biggest component. Yeah, that's it. the biggest component. The asphalt um, is basically protected by the granules yep. that lay on top of that shingle. And, and those granules, if they're missing due to hail damage, now all of a sudden that asphalt is exposed to UV light. And it's going to weather faster than it's supposed to. Right now, you got shingles that are, that are heading down a path that they weren't supposed to head down, and your roof expectancy is going to decrease faster than it should. And from there, you know, who that's, knows what's going to happen? And that's what insurance is for. We get asked too, well, what what can I do to prepare my home for severe weather season? Well, you can't really move your house out Force of the field. way. Oh, right, <laughs> you can't put a protective you know barrier right. around your home. What you can do is make sure that the one the protective barrier you do have, which is your insurance policy, that you're covered the right way. Have a relationship with your agent. Know true. know what your coverage is. There's too many people that just buy insurance because they think 
Oh, I just have to have it. So give me, you know, what's cheap? Give me number one, supersize it. I don't know. It's well, it's, the best advice you could give, I think, is that because there's certain things that you can get that might be twenty bucks a year that that might, you know, hey, I want to save as much as I can. But when you need that, you're going to regret not spending that eighty dollars at the five years you had the policy or or whatever. Uh, it's good. It's good to make sure your policy is foolproof. Mitch, how can contractors find you personally? Uh, you can get a hold of me on my cellular telephone at 612-308-2057. Sweet. Hopefully you took that down. Robin, final thoughts? Happy birthday, Joe. It's my husband's birthday today. Awesome. Happy birthday. Polish Powerhouse. Happy birthday, Joe, as well? Yes. All right. Thanks so much, Twin Cities News Talk. We appreciate you.